Welcome everyone to Couch Potato Diary, coming to you from the Clearwater Cleaning Solutions broadcast studio. They are your one-stop commercial residential cleaning company based out of Calgary with a fantastic team, right, to make your life simpler and easier by fulfilling all of your cleaning needs. Check them out online, clearwatercleaningsolutions.com. Calm. It is an exciting day on the show today. It is, of course, a Wednesday, so it is NFL Power Rankings. Going to talk about uh, a few things in the sports world before we get to that. The Calgary Flames juggle their way into a loss. The Phillies continue to have their best case scenario, and we continue to say WTF about the NETS, 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 after Brooklyn goes wild yesterday. A couple of announcements. First, extremely excited to welcome Betstamp to the show. They are the sponsor for today's ticket, which is coming up at the end of the program. Um, they have, th- this site is actually really, really great. Uh, the app, sorry, really, really great. It is basically the Trivago for gambling. You can go on there, find the best odds. We'll, we'll walk you through it kind of when we get to today's ticket at the end of the show, but you can find the best odds for every game that you are looking for, and you can really try to get that edge back. We obviously know that the host always wins, but this is a really good way to kind of try to counteract that as best as you can and find the best lines that you can from multiple sports books. It is a way to get that edge back. It is, it's such a great app. I I definitely recommend checking it out. You can also um, allow, it allows you to track your bets and just see how you're doing on different things. Like, are you strong in the NBA side? Are you strong on the NHL side? Are you really good at first five innings for Major League Baseball? It tracks all of those things for you. It is a tremendous resource for gamblers, and we're going to be using it frequently on this show. Um, they are the official sponsor for today's ticket. So very happy to have Betstamp on with us today. Uh, also, I have a November page. I tweeted out the link. Um, I'll be tweeting it out with relative regularity. So please donate to that as well. If you missed me on Game Over Calgary last night, the podcast and YouTube video are available as we speak. So all of that out of the way. Once again, shout out to Betstamp. Shout out to Clearwater Cleaning Solutions, the OG sponsors of the show. And shout out to you for tuning in. This should be a fun one. Let's go. We begin today in the NHL and the Calgary Flames, who lost last night to the Seattle Kraken. And again, losses are going to happen. And this is a team that has had very little to complain about this year, which is why it didn't make a lick of sense to me that they made all of those changes going into the game last night. It's one thing if you want to make a tweak to the top line to try to get things going, then maybe you can. But to change everything. When that second line was going so well, when that fourth line was going so well, it didn't make any sense to me. I don't mind kind of shifting things a little bit so you can have the, like, you can have a bit of a a comfort level with this team going forward into the playoffs if something happens to Dylan Dubé and Kadri, oh, well, he's comfortable playing with this guy and he's comfortable playing with this guy. But The main thing this team needs right now is continuity, and you just denied them of that. And now what do you do going into the national game? I think you have to kind of go back to what was working before. It just seemed like a wild overreaction to me that the Flames would just juggle everything up just to try to get, like, one line maybe going off of a loss in a pretty competitive game against Edmonton. Like, I I, I don't... it, It felt like a wild wild overreaction and a panic move from a coach that isn't normally a panic move type of a coach. Like I I just, 
I was very much surprised that the Flames kind of coached their way into a loss um, against uh, a Seattle team that you should be beating. And they they just felt off the entire way. There was obviously a lack of comfort out there and a lack of comfortability with, with this team. And it, it showed in that game. And they played well for a bit. It seemed like they were getting it together. And then they just, they, they lost it at the end. The other thing, and this is one of those things we've talked about before. It's great to have Lucic playing well. It's great to have Stone playing well. It's not great to need them to be playing well. And when you put Lucic in a top six role, you are now requiring him to play well. Like he, you are taking away any value he has on the fourth line and you're kind of banking on best case scenario. And if he doesn't give you best case scenario, then he's not providing the, the, um, the right amount of value for you on that. So I... I I was extremely frustrated to see Lucic out there in close and late game situations. I was very frustrated to see Stone out there in situations uh, late in the game. He's out there with the net empty. Like that just, that shouldn't happen. That that loss should not have happened from a Flames perspective. Now, did the players respond accordingly? No, they could have played infinitely better. But I do not think that any of them were put in the the best spot to succeed for this game, and I, I thought that was that was a really really frustrating loss, and one of the first. What are we doing here with the Calgary Flames this season? Moving into Major League Baseball, and we talked about the World Series and how the Philadelphia Phillies had kind of got best case scenario through the two games, but they were going to need a little bit more of that. Well, they got it last night. Five home runs. They beat the tar out of the Houston Astros to take a 2-1 series lead and what did we say coming out of game two this team needs to be able to to put themselves in a spot where all they need to do is win the Nola and the Wheeler starts well now they do all they need is one more win from Nola and one more win from Wheeler and they are world series champions they're in a great spot, and that home field is a clear advantage for this team. A clear advantage for this team now going um, into the next couple of games. You, you, have, you have to win at least one of the next two. You can't go to, to Houston down three games to two, but there's a kind of real chance now that they don't even have to go back to Houston. Tonight's game is going to be massive. It's Christian Javier on the mound for the Houston Astros. And Aaron Nola on the mound for the Philadelphia Phillies. I think this is a great spot that the Phillies have put themselves in. The offense is rolling. This team is just so much fun. Oh, this is so good. It's just, it, it's been a fun World Series so far. Uh, I think, again, we tend to sometimes overdo the, is this best for baseball or whatever? Like, not every game has to be viewed through the lens of if this is killing the sport or not. But we're at a point now where, like, that this is kind of that's kind of where baseball is going to be judged is on the postseason and this postseason has been so crazy so far felt like we had a bit of a lull in the the league championship series because no one liked um the, the the Yankees and the Astros bad booking you know professional wrestling terms if it was the Yankees against the Phillies and the Astros against the Padres then we, we'd have a, a good guy and a bad guy instead we had the two good guys on one side and we had the two bad guys on the other side so that was a little disappointing but this World Series has been great and I think once again this is something that Major League Baseball needs to be able to build on now Lastly, before we get into NFL power rankings, the Brooklyn Nets are officially a dumpster fire. This whole preseason 
was talk about, well, this team just needs to gel. They just need time to come together. They, they need to, once again, well, we're starting the, this kind of opening segment or closing this opening segment with the need for continuity. Well, they're seven games in and apparently that was enough continuity because they fired the coach. If you were going to fire Steve Nash seven games into the season, then what was all of this offseason about where you went to bat protecting Steve Nash against Kevin Durant and um, you, you, you went out there and it was like, Kevin Durant demands a trade unless Steve Nash gets fired. And you're like, no, we're not doing that. Strong, hold your ground until you go two and five. And then, okay, well, let's blow up every plan that we've ever had. It doesn't make sense to me. It really, really doesn't. And then you go out and get a coach who is suspended for a year to, to be your coach. This just all feels like you are hammered at two in the morning playing NBA 2K and you're just like, ah, oh, this isn't working. Yeah, get that guy. Get that guy. There's no continuity with any decision making. This thing is spiraling completely out of control in Brooklyn. It's amazing theater. I feel awful for Steve Nash. I hope he joins the Raptors coaching staff with, with Nick Nurse tomorrow because th this is just a disaster and Steve Nash did not deserve any of that the way it played out. It's, they could be a fun team. They really, really could be. And then like the whole Kyrie situation is where, where he is promoting anti-Semitic movies. Now that team needs a complete overhaul at this point. Like it's just, it's, and it, I'm not even saying like the roster can't work because we're only seven games in. It's impossible to know that seven games in. But, like, just the core structure of this team needs a complete overhaul. And I, I think that has been made very clear over the last 24 hours. Music that you hear on Couch Potato Diary is provided by Wasted Talent. You can find them on Instagram at Wasted Talent with X is where the A's would be. And you can find their producer on Instagram at Tommy Fresh Music. It's time for NFL Power Rankings. After the eighth week of the NFL, we are at the halfway point in the National Football League season, and we still don't really have a great grasp on a lot of things in this league. Let's start at the bottom and work our way up. The Houston Texans continue to be the number 32 team in the NFL. We don't need to go into this. They're just really bad. Uh, Chicago gets blown out by 20 against the Dallas Cowboys. People are kind of liking fields now. They go out and make a trade for Chase Claypool. That is a phenomenal trade for the Pittsburgh Steelers. You get a guy who is essentially on the outs with your team and with your offense, and you basically get a first-round pick for him. Chicago could be picking very high in the second round. That That is a, I think, steal for the Steelers. But, excuse me, but I also see where Chicago is coming from. You just want playmakers. You want to help your young quarterback out as much as you can. And there's a pretty good chance that Chase Claypool, as he is today, is better than what you are going to get in the second round. So, for Chicago, who their need is clear, we need to help this young quarterback continue to grow. 
I think it's a smart move for both sides. At number 30, it is the Detroit Lions, who had a bit of a flash against the Miami Dolphins and then didn't. Pittsburgh comes in at number 29, and at 28, it's the Indianapolis Colts, who are falling off of a cliff uh, very, very quickly. That was a really bad loss to Washington over the weekend. At 27, it's Carolina. At 26, it is Jacksonville. The bloom has come off the rose on these two teams that um, in the preseason, it was like, hey, maybe there could be something. No, there can't be something. It's it's falling off here really quick. At 25, it is Washington, just based on the fact that they won a game. Um, they've won a couple in a row now and are looking kind of, I don't want to say competitive, but more competitive than they have been. At, where are we, 24, it is Cleveland. They picked up a win over Cincinnati. I think that one says more about Cincinnati than it does Cleveland. Green Bay, still a tire fire. Denver, hey, you got to win. Your quarterback was doing high knees in the aisle. No one's taking you seriously. No one's, and now they've made a trade. Chubb is on his way, uh, Bradley Chubb, sorry, on his way to the Miami Dolphins in a deal. We'll talk about that one in a little bit. But for Denver now, I don't know what the focus is. Because this offense isn't good enough to outscore any issues on defense. And now you've traded away one of your best defensive players. Like, this is now a team looking toward the future. But the problem is, like, you you, you were looking toward the future before. This is one of those teams. We've talked about foundation teams before. I thought the foundation was set. I thought they had good weapons on offense. You have, now, running back got hurt. But Melvin Gordon's still not bad. And Latavius Murray has been fine. Um, I think the offensive line's all right. And defensively, this was one of the best defenses in the league. All you needed was a quarterback, and they just picked the wrong one. And now they're saddled with him. And I don't know what your next move is if you're the Denver Broncos. If you're trying to retool on the fly with a $300 million quarterback, that tends to not go all that great. So we'll, we'll see where they go. At 21, it is Vegas. Their season is done after a disappointing loss to the New Orleans Saints. At 20, it is Arizona. The offense is looking better, at least, but now the defense can't stop anyone. At... 19, it's New England, and again, all of these teams seem really high, but everyone below them seems really bad, and it's it's a weird spot that we're in right now trying to, to rank some of these teams. Like, all of them feel way too high for how they have played. New Orleans, with a win over the Raiders to kind of keep their hopes alive, they're in at 18. At 17, it is Tampa Bay, um, a tough loss against Baltimore on Thursday night. They played pretty well, like there are some signs they could break out of it, but they, they continue to kind of fall. The New York Jets in at 16, this was a wake-up call for them. That is not a game you can lose if you're the New York Jets. That That is not a loss that is acceptable if you are trying to progress here as a franchise, if you're trying to grow as a franchise uh, and take that next step, that's a New England team you should be beating. That That's a really bad loss for the Jets. I could, could see, I could see them continue to fall here. The Giants, I gleefully moved down. Once again, I just don't think this is a very talented roster. I think they're extremely well coached, and I think there are some pieces on this team, but I, I think that they're going to, to kind of fall off here in the second half of the season, although the schedule is really good. The Rams get the tar kicked out of them by San Francisco. They drop down all the way to 14. At 13, it's Cincinnati. Cincinnati was in the top 10 last week, and now they have dropped down to, to 13. That was a terrifying showing on Monday night against Cleveland. No Jamar Chase, and this offense didn't seem like they had a clue. And once again, it's a highlight on the offensive line because you don't have the, okay, I'm just going to throw it up to this guy. Higgins, I don't think, is that dude. Boyd isn't that dude. No one's worried about them going deep now, so there isn't as much room for Joe Mixon to run. This 
offense seemed like it completely unraveled. And now you have to feel very, very good about the Baltimore Ravens going forward in the AFC North. In the NFC South, the Atlanta Falcons move up to the number 12 spot this week with their win over the Carolina Panthers. Yes, they needed overtime to beat a team who I have at 27 overall, but we're still buying what Atlanta is selling right now. Smart trade by Atlanta as they move Calvin Ridley out and just kind of, I think Ridley is still really good as a football player. He hadn't been able to stay healthy. He now gets a year off because of gambling, but when he comes back, I think that could help Jacksonville. However, Atlanta's not in that spot right now. Like, they they, they kind of just need a few more assets. So I, I think just kind of rid yourself of that question mark and move forward. Miami Dolphins are up to 11, and I could see them moving up very quickly. I like the pieces they have on offense. I think Tua, uh, another week with him, getting a bit more comfortable, coming back from his concussions, getting back into the swing of things. The offense looked good. They go out and acquire Chubb, and all of a sudden, this defense looks really scary. Miami is definitely making a push right now. At 10, it's the Chargers. They didn't play, um, which, I mean, for them is a benefit. I, I just, I can't quit the LA Chargers. I think they're a terribly coached team, but I think there's so much talent on this roster that I do not understand how they are so bad. At nine, it's Seattle. That was a good win against a Giants team that's been playing really well, and they just keep motoring along, man. And I, I think Seattle is actually legit here as a, a real playoff threat in the NFC. At eight, it's the Tennessee Titans. I am starting to buy in because Derrick Henry is starting to take over, and we're getting into those grinded-out winter months where he's going to be running all over teams. So I'm, I'm starting to buy Tennessee a little bit more. Minnesota made a smart trade. They're, they come in at number seven. Irv Smith is out with a high ankle sprain. They go out and get TJ Hawkinson. Um, I think Irv Smith is fine. I think TJ Hawkinson has tremendous upside, certainly much more than Irv Smith does. And I think this really helps maybe unlock another weapon in this offense that probably didn't need more help on offense. They might've needed a bit more help on defense, to be honest, but this is now a team that clearly sees there's an opening in the NFC and they're going to go for it. I love that trade. At six, it's Baltimore. We finally saw them kind of look how they were supposed to this week. So, um, I think they are a team that can progress and move forward. They're still a team that I like. I, I'm I'm worried about how they've closed out games so far, and that's why I don't have them higher on this list. But Baltimore is definitely a team to watch out. Our top five this week has three teams from the NFC. They are at five, four, and three. At five, it is San Francisco. We talked, we gushed, gushed about how much we liked Christian McCaffrey at the um uh, after last week. This offense feels unlocked. This defense getting there. I would have liked to have seen maybe one more addition to this defense um, at the trade deadline. They didn't do it, but there's still a lot of talent on that side of the ball. That's going to continue to mesh as this goes along. I like San Francisco. They are number five. At number four, it was another strong offensive showing for the Dallas Cowboys. They are in the top five once again this week. They, they look like they are for real, and it looks like we are setting up for a dream NFC championship game for Fox with Philadelphia one of Philadelphia, Dallas, and San Francisco. That's a spoiler alert. Philadelphia comes in at number three. I still can't put them ahead of the Chiefs who didn't play. And Buffalo, I think they played with their food a little bit with Green Bay. That concerns me from a gambling perspective going forward, but I think that they just kind of took the foot off the gas against Green Bay. So Buffalo Bills come in as the number one team in the NFL this week. <laughs> 
get caught up on everything you missed in history class with We Had No Idea. Hosted by Peter Klein and Kim Carson. Listen to it wherever you get your podcasts. All right, it is time for today's ticket brought to you by BetStamp. They are the Trivago of sports gambling. It is an amazing app to be able to to line shop and get the, the best edge that you can get. You can see any book that you want and see where the best ones are. They also have a thing at the top that tells you what the actual best odds are throughout all the, the books that you have selected. It is a, a, an amazing feature. The best way to try to combat the house always wins is by having multiple accounts at multiple different uh, sports books, and you can find all of them at Betstamp. They have links to every site that you can go and and utilize. It's an amazing site that, or it's an, an amazing app that is really going to help you with your your sports gambling. They have people on here who are selling their picks as well. You can track a number of different experts, see how they are doing, and if you so fancy yourself someone who is going to be selling your picks on um, on an app, commission-free for those who are doing that. So uh, definitely check out the BetStamp app. When you do download the app, use the referral code COUCH. Um, you'll download the app. It'll get to a point where it's like, are you a casual better? Are you experienced? Or are you a professional? And then there's a referral code at the bottom. Put in the code COUCH and let them know that Couch Potato Diary sent you to BetStamp. So let's go over it. Let's take a look here. First, we will start with Major League Baseball. The World Series is tonight. It is the Houston Astros taking on the Philadelphia Phillies in Game 3. Three um, and taking a look at this right now, I'm liking the Phillies on the money line to win this game. I think Aaron Nola has a chance to to do something really great against this Houston Astros squad tonight. And taking a look at Betstamp, we're seeing here a range between minus 115 and plus 103. Minus 115 at BetVictor, plus 103 at CoolBet. That is going to be the, um, the the pick to click, as they say. So once again, you can see the value of the line shopping already. Minus 115, it's fine. It's not plus 103, though. So we already get a little bit more value with the Philadelphia Phillies. It's able to, to get you a bit more value from your wins so you can maximize your earnings in the sports wagering space. Don't like anything on the hockey card tonight, so we go to the world of basketball. I'm liking the Atlanta Hawks taking on the New York Knickerbockers in this game. Well, it's two and a half right now for the Atlanta Hawks, but again, uh, you're looking at places like NBET and PowerPlay that have plus one and a half. However, Bet365, Betway, uh, BWIN, and Party Poker all have plus two and a half for the Atlanta Hawks, so we will take that bet 365 plus two and a half for the Atlanta Hawks. Again, getting a little bit more value out of our pick, getting an extra point. That could help um, in this one down the stretch as we're anticipating it being a pretty close game. The Toronto Raptors taking on the San Antonio Spurs. I think the Raptors win this one big, even if Fred Van Vliet is still banged up. We saw Scotty Barnes and his versatility as a ball handler in the last game, so... I feel comfortable taking the Raptors here to kind of beat up on what is a, a relatively untalented San Antonio Spurs team. And again, we're seeing a range here. Power play has it at minus seven and a half, where also we are seeing stake and bet 99, betway, bet victor, B win, 
uh, NBet and Tony Bet all at minus six and a half. So we get an extra point here. If that was football, we're through a core number, uh, but we get an extra point based on line shopping. Absolutely love that. Let's go bet 99 with a minus six and a half for the Raptors in that one over the Spurs. And the last one that I want to look at on the schedule today is Memphis taking on Portland. I feel like the Blazers are going to start to fall off, and I feel like Memphis is just hitting their stride. Pretty consistent across the board. Memphis minus four and a half, but there are some places where Memphis minus four and a half is at uh, minus 118. At bet 365, it's only minus 105. So again, we get a little bit more value for the click um, that we just made here with Memphis going at minus four and a half for minus 105. So today's ticket, Memphis minus four and a half, Toronto Raptors minus six and a half, the Atlanta Hawks plus two and a half, and the Phillies as the underdog at plus 103 to win outright over the Houston Astros. That is today's ticket brought to you by Betstamp. Download the app now and use the referral code COUCH to let them know the Couch Potato Diary sent you to Betstamp. And that's the show. Thank you all so much for tuning in to the program today. Please remember, rate, review, subscribe wherever possible. Shout out Clearwater Cleaning Solutions, the studio sponsor for Couch Potato Diary. They have a fantastic team ready to make your life simpler and easier by fulfilling all of your cleaning needs. Check them out online, clearwatercleaningsolutions.com. Check out Betstamp. You can download the app now. Uh, You can find me on social media, Twitter and Instagram. I am at PrimetimeKlein. You can find the link to my Movember page there right now please download the goal that we have six hundred dollars the goal was 500 last year so we're upping it a little bit you can also find me on game over calgary after the flames lost last night we go a bit more in detail about that loss to the seattle kraken what else do I have going on? oh the double digit hockey show um i am on that i'll be retweeting out the, the show when it is available so just follow me on all the socials for that but i was um on that show and it is coming out today Aside from that, we'll be back on Friday with a look at the NFL slate and uh, a look at some of the combat sports stuff that happened over the weekend. Thank you all so much for tuning in, and I'll talk to you all later. I'm out.